Welcome to From the Front Porch, a conversational podcast about books, small business, and life in the South. When spring came, even the false spring, there were no problems except where to be happiest. The only thing that could spoil a day was people. And if you could keep from making engagements, each day had no limits. People were always the limiters of happiness, except for the very few that were as good as spring itself. Ernest Hemingway, A Movable Feast. I'm Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia. And today I'm joined by my cousin and bookshelf community manager, Ashley Sherlock. Every holiday of our lives, we've sat next to or near each other at our family's kids' table. So now each season, we're taking those kids' table conversations and bringing them to the podcast. Today, we're sharing what we've been reading, watching, listening to, and buying this spring. Hey, Ashley. Hello. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks. Your position changed. Yes, it did. You are now officially back as a member of the Bookshelf staff. We're so thrilled to have you. I'm back, baby. Um, You are a community manager, which means Ashley is the voice behind our Instagram. She is in the comments interacting with you, responding to your DMs, responding to your Patreon DMs, except when it's me, and I'll tell you it's me. (laughs) I'll say Annie. And we're just so thrilled to have some more help for these growing parts of the business. So welcome back. Thanks. Happy to be here. And welcome back to the podcast. We have a lot to talk about. We last spoke mid-February. So we're now doing our spring check-in. It is April. I was going to say March. That is no longer (laughs) true. It is April. This podcast episode will release in mid-April. And so it's time to do a check-in. How are you? How's life? Life is life, and I'm just living it. <laughs> I don't know how to answer that question. I just wrote an an email newsletter for our bookshelf customers, and in it I said, we're moving forward, and things seem fine, but I'm decidedly not. I think that's accurate. <laughs> I was driving up here today, and I was like, does my life feel like it's in shambles? <laughs> yes. <laughs> is there anything I can do about it at this present moment? Not really. (laughs) No, no, we're just, we're doing our best. And I just keep telling myself, it took us a long time to adjust to life during a global pandemic. So it makes sense that it's going to take us a minute to kind of come out of the pandemic, which is not over. Like the pandemic is still happening, but we are getting vaccinated. You and I are recording this episode maskless in person because we're both vaccinated. And so things are definitely moving forward, but I do think it's going to take us a minute, so we need to extend some grace. That feels right. Seems fair. So shall we start with what we're reading? Let's do it. Okay, I'm going to let you go first. We're going to go back and forth, kind of like we did last time. Okay. What have you been reading this season? This season, um, I started reading Good Company, which you recommended to me. I borrowed your advanced reader copy. It's so good. I uh, came for the theater aspect. Yes. Staying for the friends turn into family aspect and the multiple perspectives of the same problem. Yes. Yes. I that is I have listed in front of me 
three books that I just love for spring, like specifically for springtime. And I think, and Good Company is one of them because I love that theater. I knew you'd like the theater element. Love the theater. But there is also where these families and friends are grappling with the same thing, but they're all approaching it from really different perspectives. And I think that's nice. Mm -hmm. I think that goes back to building and shaping empathy. So I'm so glad you're liking it. Yeah, it's kind of kind of helpful for the times. Yeah. I'll just go ahead and tell you that my other, so Good Company, I listed Good Company, Early Morning Riser by Catherine Haney. Good Company is by Cynthia Dupree Sweeney. Early Morning Riser by Catherine Haney. Olympus, Texas by Stacey Swan. Those are like my three must-read fiction titles for spring. I And the reason I say for spring is because I have been in a weird reading rut for the past 10 days, which I know to the world is not a long time. But <laughs> to a bookseller and somebody who makes her living recommending new books, it has 10 days is a long time. So I finally got out of my rut. We'll talk about it later. But I, this spring, am looking for, except for some of my nonfiction reading, I'm looking for light, fun, family dramas, but like fixable family dramas. Okay. And Olympus, Texas is not as light as Early Morning Riser and Good Company, but the writing is so good. Those are like my three, if I could only recommend three books this spring, fiction those would be my three. Nice. Yeah. I like it. I, uh, early morning risers on my radar as well, but I hadn't heard as much about Olympus, Texas. Olympus, Texas is a debut. I talked about it on the March reading recap podcast episode. I just really loved it. I think it'll be in my top 10 of the year. Oh, already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. What else you got? Um, so that's the main in main one in the, in the book area. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that, have you seen that thing on Instagram? I think it's that comedian, Caitlin Riley. Do you follow her at all? She does the wasp. So. Mom, have you seen her? No. Anyway, she's very funny, but she did something where she starts talking in this really high, <laughs> like, <laughs> like really uncomfortable voice. And you just did that voice. Yeah, that's that's how I feel. Um, My other, so I have two more on my reading list, but they are both Instagram accounts. Okay. Um, who post things that I read. Um, the first one is Upworthy. I'm not sure if you've heard oh, yeah. of that account, but I share some of their content quite often. It's quite pleasant, and I'm looking for a lot of pleasant at this present moment. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, I don't know, sometimes it'll make you cry in a good way, but most of the time it's just like, hey, you know what? People are still still okay. Doing good things. Yeah. I, I'm going to wrap up my books. Well, what am I going to do? Hmm. I did want to talk about, so we are, we are now in the second quarter of the year. And so for the first quarter of the year, I felt like I did a really good job of sticking to my reading resolutions. So I read Persuasion by Jane Austen, and I read some good nonfiction. So for spring, my goal, so I've not finished these yet, but this is my goal. I want to finish Sense and Sensibility by Jane Austen, which I've started. I want to finish my audiobook experience of Cast by Isabel Wilkerson. And I want to start and maybe finish Reading While Black by Esau Macaulay. Those are like my, to, to complete my reading, oh, what did Hunter and I call them? My reading intentions for the year. Okay. That would keep me kind of on track, I think, if I could finish those three things in this quarter, which gives me until end of June. So I feel like those are doable. That's a doable goal. Yeah. And also kind of in line with my nonfiction goal, I'm hosting a book club 
for an area book club here in Thomasville. I'm hosting a book club conversation on You Never Forget Your First, that George Washington biography. So that's going to be very interesting. And I'm hosting that at the end of April. So I think that's really, I really have tried hard. I don't want to lose sight. As we enter second quarter of the year, I feel like we can forget the goals we set in January, Mm -hmm. but I don't want to because I really like those reading resolutions and those reading intentions. So if I could kind of keep my finger on the pulse of these nonfiction titles, if I could finish that second Jane Austen work, I would feel like I was in pretty good shape at the end of June. Good for you for reading intentions, man, because <laughs> I have learned that I am more of a fly by the seat of my pants kind of person than I thought I was. I think you are like, I would be curious if you took Myers-Briggs again, how close you'd be on J and P. I still think you're a J. I'm definitely a J, but I think I'm closer to P than I originally thought. Mm-hmm. Even like when I, I mean, I, I read intentionally, but I don't like set intentions. Mm-hmm. Um, same with movies. I prefer to go in blindly going cold yeah yeah the reading intentions i have discovered has helped me in my reading rut earlier this week i did not know what to pick up and so i was like oh well i need to be reading jane austen because i don't know how long it's going to take me to finish sense and sensibility so i picked it up and so it i will say having a reading in like a guiding intention did kind of help me when i was in my little my little slump yeah um, okay, what's your other Instagram account? Other Instagram account is called Poetry is Not a Luxury. <gasps> I love this account too. Dang it. I'm so mad that you follow <laughs> both of these accounts. Nothing for those listening, I never I can never say anything new around this person. <laughs> story of my life (laughs) well to be fair i don't follow up worthy i think i only know them because of you okay so you should take that as a win (laughs) poetry is not a luxury though man occasionally has the power to move me oh yeah oh yeah they're good yeah they're very good and they're good if you are not a huge poetry reader but you just want to incorporate right it's just a little part of your day yeah yeah um that was a good one good job thank you Three cheers. Look, it's hard. When you're an Enneagram 5, you spend a lot of time <laughs> researching things. It's not, it's just ingrained in me. When you're an Enneagram 9, you just can't figure out what you want. <laughs> so this is it. Okay, so my last book is, the one I just finished is the one I read for our I Want It That YA book club. It's 145th Street by Walter Dean Myers. Did you have to read Walter Dean Myers in school? Mm-mm. I didn't either. And I'm pretty peeved about it. I shared <laughs> my frustration on our book club conversation. But we picked this one up for our March read. And I loved it so much. And I wanted to plug it here because this is very early. But there is a story in here called A Christmas Story that I do not understand why it has not been included in like holiday anthologies. I don't understand it. It's one of the most delightful Christmas stories I've read. And I just don't understand why, A, I wasn't required to read Walter Dean Myers in school. I don't know if I was too old, like slightly, meaning some of his books came out after I was just over the middle grade young adult book line. Um, I don't know, but I'm frustrated by it. But The second thing is I just feel like even if you don't read this whole collection, it's like a little collection of short stories for middle grade readers, really young adult readers, I would say. This story called A Christmas Story is just delightful and like put it in your back pocket to read this, um, you know, holiday season, fourth quarter, much later, (laughs) much later. I just want to put a plug for it here because I know I'm going to forget. I know I'm going to forget to tell people to read it in November or December. So this is me telling you in April. (laughs) We all make a note. I made a mental note not to promote it in December. There we go. Okay. So it's really good and well worth your time. Do you have anything else? 
That's it on that category. Okay, can I put just two more quick plugs? Because I wanted to not just talk about books because I feel like I talk about books all the time. I wanted to mention that I became a grown-up. I already had a subscription to the online New York Times, but I got frustrated the other day about the Washington Post paywall. I just wanted to read a dumb article. I don't even know which one it was, but I finally broke down. I was like, you know what? I think I can budget for two subscriptions. So I have bought a subscription to the Washington Post, and it makes me very happy to no longer be fighting a paywall and I'm supporting journalism. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing, I'm recommending this to you for real. Did you ever read the book? I did not. Uh, called Water for Elephants by Sarah Gruen. Mm, I'm pretty sure I owned it, but I don't think I read it. It's really popular a few years ago, like a book club book, maybe even back I think it might have been like a Reese Witherspoon pick or maybe just a Reese Witherspoon movie, maybe just a movie she made. Anyway, I did not read that book. However, this week in my web wanderings, I came across this article posted on the Marshall Project, but I also think you can access it through Vulture about Sarah Gruen, who's the author of Water for Elephants. And she became, true story, she became obsessed with this, she believed, wrongfully convicted, incarcerated person. And so she has spent the last several years using her own money, like maybe even spending almost all of her money to try to get this person out of prison. It is fascinating if you are at all interested in like innocence project adjacent stuff, but it is also fascinating just watching a woman who probably spends a lot of her time, right? She's a writer, probably doing a lot of research and seeing how that could maybe hit an unhealthy note. It's like a a cautionary tale for someone like me who could easily become obsessed about something (laughs) like that. Like who could really, so he, he started writing her letters because he read her book in prison. Okay. And so they've developed this kind of friendship relationship, but she became convinced of his innocence. And I think still believes in his innocence, but people don't realize, or maybe we do, it costs a lot of money to kind of get the legal counsel that you need to perhaps get someone out of prison. It is fascinating. I cannot recommend it enough. If we have our bookshelf article club, which in the back of my mind, I still want to make happen. This is the article I'd make us all read. It's, it is bananas. So wait, this is an article or a book? It's article. Okay. Yeah. Which means, sorry, I got confused about water for elephants. Water for elephants <laughs> is the book. But I guess I just mean like if you are bogged down by reading right now, can I just recommend long form journalism? Like let's read go. feature stories. Like let's do it. That's why I want my article club. Yeah, that's reachable. I like that idea. I join. Yeah. So, uh, um, we've had several podcast listeners volunteer to help me host. So maybe it's just a matter of time. Yeah. Maybe we'll get on that. Yeah. Okay. What are you watching? Okay. I hope it's more than me. Mine uh, is terrible. Mine is not. It's not great. I had to think about it. And I also might have started something last night just so I could tell you about it today. <laughs> Isn't that fun? That's part of your job, though. Yeah, it's so fun. It, because so what I started is Ted Lasso because you've been telling me about it. So for so long and I'm only on the second episode, but it is an absolute delight. Are you watching it with your family or by yourself? By myself. Okay, because I do think Caroline would like it. Caroline, our cousin, not Caroline, our our bookshelf staffer. Her cousin, my sister. Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Your sibling. Sorry. Family dynamic. (laughs) I think she would like it. Chet just started it. Okay. Brother, well, I think cousin, Chet would love it. He is loving it. He he made the connection I did not, which is that 
one of the oh gosh writers or producers of Ted Lasso was also the right one of the writers producers for Scrubs, which he and I both watch. Okay, and I'm thinking about making Scrubs my summer rewatch. That would be fun. I've I, never seen Scrubs all the way through. Oh, I don't think I've seen it all the way through either. But I really have. I watched it because Chet did. Mm-hmm. But Ted Lasso, man, do you have a crush on Jason Sudeikis yet? Um, right now, I was just thinking about that this morning. So I started episode two this morning, and I was like. If he was like a few years younger, then yeah. this would be the man for me. I wanted to show you. <laughs> He's my. <laughs> He's my uh, wallpaper on my phone. I right love now. him so much. <laughs> he, He's so great. Um, he also gave a really. I know a lot of people thought he was perhaps under the influence of something, but he gave a lovely speech at the Golden Globes. I thought a lovely rambly acceptance speech that I thoroughly enjoyed. He, three cheers for Ted Lasso. It was on our Christmas card. We loved it so much in 2020. Really? Yeah, like it was one of we for our Christmas card for 2020. We did the ten works of art that saved our lives, and Ted Lasso. Did you send us a Christmas card? Yeah, I never saw this. <laughs> it's but really that sounds cute. really cool. It was really cute. Okay, um, mine is terrible and less good, and by every definition of the word good. Okay. <laughs> But I I have to be honest that I have not been watching a lot of scripted TV. Instead, my friend Courtney, who has been on this podcast before, she is our Royals expert and aficionado. She got me hooked on the British TV sensation Love Island. I'm about to choke on my water. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting here, sitting here with sweaty palms. Okay. Okay. I need to, again, stress for everyone. This is not good by any definition of the term good. But I needed something to get me through the two months of the legislative session. I needed something Jordan would not, under any circumstances, miss or want to watch. And I wanted something to like take up a lot of time. And we're talking, these seasons are 40 episodes long. And you can watch them in the background while you're doing your laundry. It's like The Bachelor meets Survivor meets Big Brother. Okay. So plus just a lot of skin. So much skin. Oh my goodness. These people never wear clothes. (laughs) And so I just feel like I, I don't know. Courtney is probably listening to this and dying laughing. I am so grateful. Like, I'd like to be clear. This isn't like, again, not good, but it is fun. And I needed something fun and mindless. And this is definitely that. Plus, you get to learn British terminology, which is very fun. Courtney is the expert. She started me on season five. I've watched... Hmm, <laughs> this feels like confession this is very revealing uh, i've watched five six and now i'm almost done with four hmm. saying it out loud is that doesn't sound like a lot but when you like i'm also i'm watching season five now You're and when you when you know how long it takes to get through a season yeah. <laughs> that's that's a yeah it's a pretty big feat it is it is a big feat and you know what i'd like to be clear i'm not ashamed or i wouldn't be talking about it here <laughs> But it is certainly a certain kind of TV. Like, it's just mindless reality television. Although I do think far more entertaining than The Bachelor. Oh, for sure. I'm I'm watching it, too. And I agree, it's not good, but it works. Yes. I'm watching it because uh, I just, I finished Dawson's Creek. Mm-hmm. And it was super dramatic. And I'm not going to lie, the ending hit me really hard. 
And I needed something that was not that. Yeah. And this, this is it. Yeah. I just needed something. And I love smart scripted TV, but I don't need that right now. Yeah. When Jordan is done with legislative session, we'll get back into like, I don't know, something else. But I needed something. I even started watching like some HBO documentaries and I couldn't do it. Like my brain space is not there right now, but I have started watching two, I think two episodes every night while cooking my dinner and cleaning my kitchen. And it is delightful. Highly recommend. I second that. Okay. What else are you watching? Um, Okay. So this is not a TV show or a movie, but I wanted to plug it here. You have already heard me talk about this a lot. People that follow me on Instagram probably think I'm obnoxious about this, but it is my workout program. Oh, yeah. It's called The Limit, and it's run by this girl named Beth Nicely, who is a former rocket, I believe, and also a Broadway performer. And it's all like the whole program is dance. Okay. And it is the most fun I have ever had working out in my entire life. And it's also, I think, my longest, this like I'm currently in my longest working out relationship that I've ever had. Yeah, you've been doing a long time. Almost a year. I was yeah. there for like her, like her very first like free Saturday class. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like it because she is like the most positive and kind and encouraging workout instructor I've ever had, which I am all about. Mm-hmm. And it's just straight up dance. That sounds really fun. It's a, it's literally a party, and she. She has live classes, which is what I do because I am not disciplined enough to do the on-demand version, but she also has a very uh, hearty on-demand presence. Okay. Maybe I'll look up her on-demand classes because I'm the opposite of you. I think I have the discipline to do on-demand, but I do not have the wherewithal to do them live. I have to do it live. I got to feel like I'm missing out on something. Uh-huh. Otherwise, I just I don't care. Um, On a scale of one being... Hmm. One being line dancing and 10 being choreographed Broadway style moves. What level of difficulty is this? I would give this, I mean, it's a hard workout. Right. But if you stick with it, you can learn the moves. So Mm -hmm. probably a six. Okay. Six, maybe seven for some of the dances. I need a three. That's, that's fair. Now, look, you don't you don't have to like I'm not a dancer. I have no dancing background, but you have rhythm. I, I was about to say <laughs> rhythm is not required, but it is a plus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but most of the time I'm just flopping around. I just I will say blind dancing is the most fun I ever had exercising and I mourn the loss of blind dancing every day. I every just day. it makes this makes me so happy. I love that. What makes me happy? is this is going somewhere different (laughs) it is how do you know um this is why love island is fine because in my spare time what i've been doing for fun is taking sharon mcmahon aka sharon says so on instagram i've been taking her government for grown-ups classes and boy what a good time the high that you get from your dance workouts is what i get (laughs) from these government for grown-ups classes i have taken Gosh, three of them, I think. In March, I did, let's see, judicial process. I also, in February for my birthday, bought myself a ticket to the Constitution class. I took a class on abortion. This month in April, I have signed up for the one about political parties and the deep dive into gun control laws. 
I <laughs> this is this is where the uh, Annie and Ashley Venn diagram does not cross. <laughs> this is where it splits. Um, I am having so much fun. For those of you who are not familiar, Sharon says so. Is this fantastic Instagram account that I really do recommend? But partly for me and for Ashley's purposes, I'm going to explain Sharon as I do for my family. Sharon McMahon is if Jordan Jones, Annie Jones, and Ashley Sherlock combined into one person. (laughs) So she's an Enneagram 3, Jordan, INTJ, Annie, who loves whales, Ashley. (laughs) Her little nature moments are so Ashley that they've literally sometimes sent me the same video. Sharon doesn't DM me privately. I just see the videos and Ashley will have already sent them to me separately because that's how much Ashley and Sharon are similar. But the way she teaches is to me very similar to how Jordan Jones teaches. Jordan Jones is just not a super emotional person. And what I really like about that is when we're talking about highly emotional things, and issues, Jordan is able to remain calm. And so is Sharon. And I really appreciate that. So I love Sharon says so on Instagram, but I really like her zoom classes. I have thoroughly enjoyed them and I'm going to keep paying money for them because I really, they help me kind of process the issues. And I'm discovering that I'm really lucky to be married. I never thought I'd say this lucky to be married to an attorney who does know a lot of these things, but I never went to law school. So it's nice to, for me to kind of learn some things that maybe I did not learn in college or in high school. So Sharon says, so her government for grownups classes, I love them. Does she have any um, broader classes? Because I feel like I could be into those. I follow her on Instagram as well and find her helpful. Yeah. But I mean, she posts a lot of Instagram stories and that can get overwhelming, but history and government were always my worst subjects in school. So mm-hmm. I feel like I could benefit from I a broader class like that. Her broader classes are, for example, the judicial process class I took, the constitution class, and then this month it's going to be the political parties one. And her deep dives are heavy in the legal cases, like Oh, so frustrating. I watched the abortion one and then was prepared to tell Jordan all these things. And he was like, did she talk about this case versus this case? And I was like, oh, yes. Can't believe you knew it. Oh, and he wasn't even trying to show off. He just, not, you know, he learned those things in school. Um, but I think you would like her her regular classes. I You might like the deep dives too, but the constitution class was like, to me, high school or college level stuff, but she's a really good teacher. And I don't, I did not always have good teachers for those subjects. Me either. That's, that's, I know she's a good teacher because Jordan is an excellent teacher. Yeah. He used to tutor me in math. That's, oh, I forgot that. <laughs> he tutored me in math and you tutored me in English. Well, yeah. you, you didn't tutor me. You were my homeschool teacher. But <laughs> it was, um, those were good times. I mean, I'm glad, I'm glad you're growing up now. Yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> but they were fun. Okay. Any more watching for you? Um, one more. Um, one of the things that I walked into blindly was the new Jennifer Garner movie, Yes Day. Oh, fun. Which I am just a fan of Jennifer Garner. She's a very pleasant follow on the gram. Mm-hmm. Um, and Yes Day is not necessarily something I would recommend to you. Mm-hmm. But for those of us, those of you people <laughs> listening who have children, <laughs> I don't have children. <laughs> if you have kids, it's a fun family movie. I watched it with my sister who really only watches Full House and Hallmark Christmas movies. Yeah. And she loved it. Did she? Yeah. We've tried this Yes Day concept before. As, as We did, and it was a win. Yeah. I would like to bring that back. I would too. Okay, 
I don't have any more watch. Mine were Love Island and Share the Man. Those are two very different things. Okay, we've, we've done pretty good balancing each other out. Yeah. Maybe. Okay, so I'm moving on to listening to. Okay. What you listening to? Um, okay, so have you listened to any of Taylor Swift's new stuff from okay. the vault? I haven't. Please explain. Why do I feel confused by this concept? I know why she's doing it. But is are these just re-recordings of these songs? Okay, I don't think so. And I am not super informed because she released one song today, I believe, okay. April 7th. But... I, it sounds I've never heard the song before. Okay, and there's another song that she's released that I've never heard before, and I know that she released "Love Story," yes. Taylor's version, yeah, which is a re-recording. Um, but the song she released today is called "Mr. Perfectly Fine," and it is gonna be like my new <sighs> windows down summer song. Oh, good! I'm I'm think I'm gonna start a summer 2021 playlist, and I'll add it. Yeah, that okay. needs to be on there. Okay, super fun. Oh, yay. My summer jam is going to continue to be, I'm just going to keep talking about it like the 35-year-old millennial I am, (laughs) Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo. Still very into it. Then I listened to her new song, Deja Vu, also here for that. I, like the old person I am, went to Target and was like, where's the album? Can I buy the (laughs) album? She doesn't have an album yet. It's not available for purchase as far as I know. Um, But I definitely went looking for it like an old person. Like the 35-year-old you are. (laughs) Yes. But I really like Olivia Rodrigo. And can I tell you, if you also like the song Driver's License and the SNL skit Driver's License, which I highly recommend, I am going to plug another listening, which is one of my favorite podcasts is back. It is called Still Processing. It's a New York Times podcast with Wesley Morris and Jenna Wortham, and they are New York Times culture writers. I love them. I love Wesley Morris a lot. And they just did an episode, I, and I think it was called Bridges, but it's about bridges in songs and the importance of the bridge in a song. And they base it on Olivia Rigo's driver's license but then they talk about a lot of other songs it was a really fun listen oh that's fascinating it was very fun and they talk about taylor swift as the queen of the bridge yeah Yeah. oh and i feel a little bit like an idiot because when you said bridges and songs i immediately thought of london bridge (laughs) like different names yeah like the like songs where the word bridge appears bridge over trouble (laughs) (laughs) how many can we name Uh, so anyway, you should listen to that podcast episode. I think you would really like it. Yeah, I think I will. All right. What else? Yeah. Okay. Um, another thing that I have been listening to is um, Call Baby, the audiobook version. <sighs> Finished it. Did you? Yeah. Okay. Um, really good book. Whether you listen or read it, highly recommend. But the audiobook is quite pleasant. I've been kind of off the audiobook train for a while now, pretty much since I stopped driving to Thomasville every day. They kind of went by the wayside. But I picked them back up, and this was the first one that I have listened to in a really long time. Okay. Um, and I can't, I just forgot to look up the artist's name before I got here, but she has a very soothing voice. Hunter, I think, said it sounds like uh, you're listening in on some, like, family gossip or something. Mm. Um, and I agree with that. Okay. I might, so I I started that book and really liked it, but I've been having trouble with literary fiction reading lately, and I like maybe supplementing it with some audiobook listening. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is a good, good one. Okay, I am plugging a playlist. So Kendra Adachi, who we all know from Lazy <laughs> I knew I should have said that one first. <laughs> okay, are you are you talking about her breezy instrumental playlist? Yes. Isn't it so good? I haven't finished like listening to the whole thing, but yes. It is. I wasn't sure because sometimes, okay, Inside Baseball, 
we have had several musicologists work at the bookshelf. Olivia is a former ballerina. They love classical music and they will sometimes play it at the bookshelf. And I don't always love that vibe. But this instrumental playlist by Kendra Adachi, Lazy Genius Fame, she didn't like write these songs. She compiled this playlist. It is so good. It's really good. And I, I'd like to say I do like classical music. Can I just tell everyone that when I was a child, Nina, our mutual aunt, Nina used to give me um, instrumental music with dolphin sounds and ocean music, cassette <laughs> tapes. And that's what I would listen to while I did my homework because I heard that if you listen to instrumental music while you were learning, it made you smarter. <laughs> you can't hear it, but I rolled my eyes. <laughs> she did so big. So I, she didn't give me that. <laughs> but, well, maybe you were too old for cassette tapes. These were these were cassette tapes, and it was like it was like classical music, but then dolphins were in it. Or, <laughs> that's so weird. <laughs> they were really nice. I really liked them, but that's probably the last time I've listened to classical music. Yeah, and so sometimes I used to come downstairs, not as much anymore, but like I used to come downstairs, and Olivia and Kate would be like jamming out to classical ballet music, and I'd be a little bit lost, like. This is nice, but it also sounds angry sometimes. Like, you can see yeah. the dances in your head. They they jam to different classical music than what this is. Yes. This is the classical music that I can also jam to. Me too. And I love it so much. I've listened to it on walks, on dri- like drives with my driving with my windows rolled down, which normally that's a very different vibe. But this, I feel like, covers a lot of territory. So it's called her Breezy Instrumental Playlist. Sounds like both of us really liked it. Mm-hmm. Girl can make a playlist. Yeah, she can. And why? I mean, I will make a playlist, but like she, it's like a science to her. Yeah. And so it's really good. And I don't know what, I don't know where to find these songs. No, no. I just, my, you and I talked about this. The way I make a playlist is, oh, I really like this song. Add to my 2021 playlist. Like, yep. <laughs> yeah, I have the one playlist. <laughs> yeah, one per year. Do you have any other listening tos? Um, yeah, there, there's another playlist and it's called Hot Girl Walk. <laughs> That's your love island. I know. Just <laughs> light shade. Look, it's a good playlist. And um, I found it because of a TikTok. Um, <laughs> this just keeps getting worse. <laughs> but, uh, oh, shoot. I didn't take a screenshot of it. But you listen to Hot Girl Walk. And it's supposed to be for, like, when you're kind of feeling down about yourself. Okay. Um, And there's a couple rules. Like, you, I think, you can't think about, like, any exes or anything. Um. I don't, I don't remember, but I don't know. It's basically what you listen to when you're on a walk and you want to strut your stuff and feel a little bit better. Okay. Is it on Spotify? Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll link to that as well. I also want to put a plug in for the playlist called The First Spring. This is by Lori Ferguson. She, oh gosh, I think that's her name. Now I'm second guessing myself. She wrote the book Handle With Care. Mm-hmm. She does great playlists as well, which I don't think people know her for or anything, but they're really fun. Uh, often have kind of folk music, some instrumental music. And so there's one called The First Spring that I'll make sure we link to as well. Nice. I didn't know she did that. Yeah. Okay. Buying. This was a big category during the pandemic. I crack my knuckles for this one. <laughs> I'm ready. Okay, good. Because I don't really, I'm just going to go first and say I bought plants. I really, yeah, that's right. Bought my plants. Didn't even ask anybody's opinion. Just bought the ones <laughs> for my front stoop, watered them and everything. They're still alive. Nice. They've been alive for a month. That's impressive. Right? Anyway, so that's the first thing I bought. What about you? Well, okay. First of all, 
Let me just say that me having my debit card number memorized on a bad day is a really dangerous thing. <laughs> I, like today I came up here and um, I DM'd Allie B on Instagram and had them hold a jumpsuit for me yesterday. Yesterday was not a great day. Okay. Um, and I, I bought a new workout outfit and an expensive jumpsuit from downtown Thomasville. Supporting local. Yep. Those aren't what I want to talk about. They fall under the category. The thing I really want to talk about is my journals. Okay. That I bought from the bookshelf. They're by One Canoe Two. You've seen them. You've heard me talk about them. But I don't know if you've actually like held them in your hands and touched the paper. <laughs> because this paper, it's different. Okay. It's th- it's much thicker than normal. Yes. Um, and they're the they're the notebooks in the store that um they're like the flat lay. I don't yes, know. Yes, they word li- for that's that. what I was gonna ask. They're the ones with the binding that makes it lay flat. Yeah, and the covers are hard. The pages are so smooth and so thick. I pair them with a lip pen. Mm-hmm. And it just glides over them so well. I have three out of the four that the bookshelf carries. Um, and after I get paid, I will be <laughs> buying the fourth one. I don't even care. I think I don't care what's on the inside of them. I started off with a lined one because that's my preference. But now I have a dotted one mm-hmm. and a blank one. Okay. So I feel like I'm just going to like go from, you know, super structured all the way to blank where there's just going to be chaos. And I'm okay with that. Are you using them all for different things right now? Well, I'm only using one because, unfortunately, I started two other brand new journals right before I bought these. Okay. But I will be using these. Okay. Fun. I get so excited. I think we talked about this the other day where when you actually finish a journal, you just feel like it's like finishing a tube of chapstick. It's like a new kind of confidence. Yeah. Because, like, I normally feel pretty bad about buying a new journal because I have a big old stack of them at home. Mm -hmm. But I finished one and now I'm like, bring it on. Yeah. You feel like you can conquer the world. Okay. The other thing that I I am planning to buy this spring. Okay. You talk about bad days. The other day I was having a good day, but like I'd had an emotional conversation with my business coach, learning things, but like had made it through the conversation. And I thought, hmm, soon I'm going to need to like close this stress cycle. I need to either go for a walk or I need to cry something. Like I've got to close this cycle. But before I did that, I decided to cook dinner and... I was bebopping along, listening to Love Island, like playing in the background. I lift my cutting board up out of the dishwasher and it breaks into two pieces and falls and breaks my favorite bowl. And then I collapsed in the corner of the kitchen and sobbed like a toddler because I that was it. That was, <laughs> that was my breaking point. The last straw. That was. So um, I'm still using that piece of the cutting board, which sounds worse than it is. But it's a wooden cutting board and like the handle came off. So I'm still using the cutting board itself, but I need a new cutting board. And I found a really pretty one on this website called Material Kitchen. I'm just throwing this out here. I've not received mine yet, but it is beautiful looking. I'm going to report back on if this is good kitchen materials, but the website is called Material Kitchen. Everything looks very well designed, pretty well priced. So I'm going to give it a go and I'm going to get a cutting board from them and a couple, I think I want like a little spatula to help with our sandwiches for well-read and sandwich bread. Oh, like the, like the, the little really one. flat one? Yes. Nice. Yeah. So anyway, I'm never excited about kitchen stuff, but I'm weirdly excited about those two things because I found this website where everything is just really well-designed. I hope it's as well-made as it appears. We'll see. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Send me a picture when that comes in. Yeah. I'll report back. Um, okay. So I think I told you about this Starbucks drink. Yes. Um, and I've been playing with it 
to see if I can perfect it. And I think I have. Okay. For me. Um, and look, I'm not somebody who really enjoys ordering off the menu. Mm-hmm. Normally, I'm just like caramel macchiato, ice, grande. Have a nice day. Right. Um, exactly how it comes. Yes, me too. But this drink is so perfect for summer. Okay. It is. I'll tell you. I'll just tell you what I get. It is a grande lemonade mm-hmm. with strawberries and ras. Two pumps of raspberry syrup on top. Okay. I got it today without the strawberries because I ordered in the store and got scared to ask for them. (laughs) (laughs) Everything sounded so mature and confident up until that point. Yeah. (laughs) I just hate yelling through a mask and then you have to go through the plexiglass. Um, Right. And then I thought they wouldn't matter. So it was kind of partially me being scared, but also partially me testing. Experiment. Part of me thought the raspberry syrup was going to be the pink color, but no, the strawberries bring the pink color. Okay. Um, and they do matter. Okay. And if you get the strawberries and the raspberry on top, they will be the drink will be pink on top and yellow on the bottom. Okay. And it's beautiful for Instagram or wherever you want to put it. Okay. And it's absolutely delicious. Okay. I'm going to try it because last year, my summer drink that truly did, I feel like I owe Dunkin' Donuts for how it got me through the spring and summer of the pandemic because I got their refresher drinks because mm-hmm. I'm not a coffee drinker. Right. So summer is my time to shine mm-hmm. because that's when these places all of a sudden are like, some people might like lemonade. <laughs> yes, we do. And so their refreshers, I think one was like mango Anyway, that's what got me through. But I am curious about this. I got a dragon fruit mango thing from Starbucks the other day, and it was pretty good. Um, okay, there's another um, concoction that I'd like to try that has the dragon fruit in it. Mm-hmm. The fruit it, it was good. it wasn't available. I went. I was. I tried to get it yesterday, but it wasn't available in my location. Okay, so you just go to Starbucks and you just say, "I want a lemonade with strawberries and two pumps of raspberry." Yes, and they'll make it for you. Yes. Okay, I did not know that. Uh, it's preferable to order for me to order on the app. Okay. And go through the drive through and just say you have an online order for Ashley. Okay. Because then you don't have to. I know. Because as the podcast listeners know, the last time I went to Starbucks, I asked for a New York Times and got looked at because no one knew what the New York Times was. And now I'm like scared that other. And then some a customer, Janet, kindly DM'd me and she was like, oh, Starbucks doesn't sell newspapers anymore but i didn't know that and so i felt so (laughs) dumb and so i think i also have that fear of like ordering off the menu what everybody looks at me like i have two heads right yeah that's this is i don't i don't enjoy that yeah it's intimidating get the app get those reward points okay all right what else did you buy anything else anything else you want to tell the people about um i did i bought i've bought so many things (laughs) (laughs) i bought two swimsuits I can't find any bathing suits. I think when you own a pool, you just decide, I need 10 swimsuits. That is true. <laughs> I just went through my closet and I actually found a swimsuit that I've never worn before, but I will be wearing it now. So I, I bought... think that's probably going to have to be my swimsuit for this season. Okay. Like you found one. I, so I bought the Madewell one okay. that I sent you that was striped, but I, and I like it. It's a one piece, but it did not come with padding. And I was like, what year is this? <laughs> this was a very expensive swimsuit. Do they not all come with, is it? So it's just there. Yeah. Like this line. The same thickness throughout. Yeah. There's there's like a band for like a bra component. Interesting. I just, I know that there, it's a big thing to have like the removable yeah. pads. That's So do I just then put them back in 
like, do I take the pads from another swimsuit and put them in this swimsuit? If I guess. I just am. I'm annoyed by that. But and then I bought one from and this is bizarre to me. The one I bought from Madewell. Super cute. No pad padding. No padding. The two piece that I bought from Target. Fully lined padding. Love it. Interesting. Bizarre. So So strange. So strange. Swimsuit shopping in general is just a weird experience. It's yeah. And you're doing it online right now. Not super fun for me. Yeah, those, so those are the things we're buying for spring. Kitchen stuff, Starbucks stuff, bathing suits. That about sums it up. Sounds like a good time to be. <laughs> we're trying to make ourselves happy and that's, it's working. That's right. <laughs> Have you, did we talk about this, that meme that's like, I started ordering prizes for myself. It's like, it's some meme that, or something that's like, started ordering prizes for myself to make myself happy during the pandemic and things have spiraled out of control. And that is a little bit how retail therapy has been for me. It really has. There's like, I'm, I have turned into the biggest yes person. Like you can send me something. Should I get this? Yes. <laughs> I don't care what it is. I mean, the same for myself. Like I'm pretty tight with my money, yeah. but I bought two cups because oh, I yeah. wanted them. The from, the bookshelf. from the bookshelf. They're cute. Drinking out of one right now. Yeah. I didn't need two cups. I just wanted one. Right. But I got them both because why not? They're cute. Have we posted those to Instagram yet? Uh, not yet, but I'm going to. I we have need to put those online. Both. They're very cute. There's a. I still want the one that says BRB and it's the girl reading the book. I got the, I got the sunshine one. Mom got the cozy pants one <laughs> or the comfy pants one. They're very cute. There's one for everybody. Yeah, there really is. I bought, I, I bought them specifically with people in mind. I bought the sunshine <laughs> one with you in mind. The cat one with Olivia in mind, the BRB one with me in mind. Like, I literally thought of people to buy them. And we did. (laughs) Thanks, guys. (laughs) Okay, anything else or are we good? I think I'm good. Thank you so much. This was delightful as usual. Thanks for having me. From the Front Porch is a weekly podcast production of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in South Georgia. You can follow The Bookshelf's daily happenings on Instagram at bookshelftville, and all the books from today's episode can be purchased online through our store website, www.bookshelfthomasville.com. A full transcript of today's episode can be found at fromthefrontporchpodcast.com. Special thanks to Dylan and his team at Studio D Production for sound and editing and for our theme music, which sets the perfect warm and friendly tone for our Thursday conversations. This week, I'm reading Kisses and Croissants by Anne-Sophie Johanou. And you know what? Delightful. If you want to pretend you went to Paris, that's what you should read. Ashley, what are you reading? I am reading Good Company by, I don't know, Cynthia Dupree Sweeney. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) My voice just gave out. (laughs) Sorry, I don't normally do things like this. If you liked what you heard on today's episode, tell us by leaving a review on iTunes. Or if you're so inclined, support us on Patreon, where you can hear our staff's weekly new release Tuesday conversations, read full book reviews in our monthly Shelf Life newsletter, follow along as Hunter and I conquer a classic, and receive free media mail shipping on all your online book orders. Just go to patreon.com forward slash from the front porch. We're so grateful for you, and we look forward to meeting back here next week. Next week.